You heard the boom, you know what that means y'all Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back We are at the Locker Room Banter Where the ladies are always welcome Yes sir, yes sir, you know who it is You got Anwar Williams Let me go ahead and kick my little social media shit So y'all know where to find me before we get into this talk Anyway, you can find me on Instagram at Anwar W Which is Anwar W underscore 357 on Instagram And on Facebook, I am simply Anwar Williams Watts, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, man? This is your boy Watts. You don't know where to find me yet, man. I'm here live and direct in the studio in Atlanta, Georgia. Y'all can hit your boy up on both Instagram and Twitter at Watts number four. That's W A T T S number four. Gotta go ahead and shoot it down to the partner down there in Tally Ho, man. Drizzy Mo, holla at the folk. Yeah, it's your boy Dre, aka Drizzy, Dre, aka Black Privilege. Opportunity comes to those who create it. And I just finished Charlemagne the God's book, and I must say it's quite the read. Really enjoyed it. You can holler at your boy on Instagram, just underscore Dre underscore LRB. Holler. You almost forgot what your Instagram was again, huh? Mm, you heard it, pause it. <laughs> but Always. yeah, man, we can't, we can't continue without going ahead and give a quick shout out to my dog who's joining us here in the locker room band today. Uh, our first guest of 2018. My dog, my ace boom coon, my brother from Orlando, Florida, Oak Ridge, very own, hey. and Florida A&M's very own, hey. Teddy Pedros. That's what I like to call him. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and holler at the folk, Teddy, man. Tell them where they can find you at, bro. Definitely. And it's your boy, Teddy, too long of a last name, Walter Gabriel. You can find me on Instagram at that guy, Teddy. <laughs> I'm glad to be here to talk mm-hmm. about the show. Mm-hmm. Definitely a FAMU graduate of history and political science, so you know I'm here to talk my shit okay. about a lot of these politicians and what's going on. So mm-hmm. I got a lot to say. Let's go ahead and run it. That yeah, part. Man. Yeah, man. So we, the reason we brought Teddy sure. on, man, because he's going to be our unofficial, official political analyst here, man, because, you know, Anwar don't know shit. That I be part, knowing some shit. <laughs> Dre be knowing some shit, but, you Damn, know, man, we're trying, we trying to get into our in-depth in with the politics as well as, you know, the ignorant shit that we come across every single day. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, like we said, for 2018, y'all, that we were going to, you know, change it up a little bit. We'll have more guests. We'll have more depth. And, hey, this is the locker room, so we talk about a lot, not just ladies, not just music, not just sports. We talk that real shit, too, and today is going to be an example of that when Teddy kicks his shit about these politicians and how they messing things up over at the White House. So we're going to get to it, but um, first, what? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know, we can't continue without uh, first giving an acknowledgement to the holiday that just passed, even though, you know, a lot of us were still at work like myself, but Not a lot me. of y'all were still off work like your punk ass, so <laughs> well, on vacation and shit. When you woke, you take on. days off that's supposed to be given to you. <laughs> I, I sent the email and said, hey, I am going to be taking off Monday, January 15th, in observance of MLK holiday. That is the reason I'm taking off. And, and Was my, that the reason? No, but that's what I wanted. <laughs> but it felt it felt strong saying that. <laughs> it was a way out. It yeah, works. I didn't want to say I was recovering from a hangover that day. So exactly, either way, exactly. I took exactly. off. Exactly. But so before we continue, man, we're gonna go ahead and give acknowledgement to a legend, to the great, uh, to someone who's near and dear to our hearts, man. So Drizzy Mo, go ahead and man, spit that shit. 
Okay, yes, sir. We'd like to give reverence to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I just want to mention um, he's one of one highly respected political figure in history, one for our people, our black people, and two for the whole country, trying to put an end to the injustice and the division between, you know, racists. And one thing that I like to highlight about Martin Luther King is everybody knows him for his I Have a Dream speech when he was trying to unite everyone. The whole country, the different colors, and you know that uh, you know all different colors will will soon come together and and you know and enjoy the enjoy the pleasures of being in America together. However, towards the end of his life, he took a stand that a lot of people probably wouldn't take, knowing that uh, they would be in fear for their life. Martin Luther King began to point the finger at America for its injustices. I think directed towards Vietnam. And he highlighted that America has been hypocritical because it claimed to be a Christian country, but was not showing Christian behavior. So his I've been to the mountaintop speech was him letting everybody know that he knows that it's going to be over from here. At some point in time, they were coming for him. He knew he was about to die. And in my opinion, you can't be much more of a man than that to know you're about to die and you still stand on your square and you make a stand, a stand that you've been making this whole time. So I, I believe, you know, of course, we're all born sinners and a lot of people know about, um, you know, some of the flaws that he might have had. However, he was a Christian and he proved that he was a Christian and I think he died a Christian. And in the name of Christianity and in the name of being a man who believed in justice and just being the right person, he gave a speech. I've been to the mountaintop. It might be difficult from here, but whatever I got coming, he said he's not afraid anymore. He said, I might not get there with you, but he's seen the glory of God. He's seen the glory of the Lord. And he said he'll see us when we get there. Mm -hmm. So... One time for Martin Luther King, we'll see you at the crossroad. You were a true man. If nonviolence was his call, then that was his call, and he stood by it. And shit, he's been locked up more than a lot of people out here that got a lot to say about him. So, you know, one time for Martin Luther King Jr. Gotcha, gotcha. And happy belated birthday. And thank you for three-day weekends. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> since we got that out of the way, let's go ahead and talk to Anwar about how he spent his Martin Luther King oh, Day with you. That's how we gonna start it off. I Blast mean, to be hey, about the fun I had. That's what we want to hear. That's what we want to hear. All right. Hey, I mean, you coming back to my song? You need sore. You need some ice and shit for your back. So I mean, Ooh, shit. Right emails you doing on your days day off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, anyway, my MLK weekend was smooth, man. Um, every year, me, um, my significant other, now fiance, we go on an annual trip to Tennessee. So we usually go to either Gatlinburg. Severville at uh, one of the cabins, either Smokey, um, I forgot what it's called, Smokey something, or Pigeon Ford, um, with a good friend of mine from high school, shout out to Killer, Brandy Nichols, who um, hosted, and this is her 11th, her 11th year doing it, so um, this year we went um, with eight couples, so it was 16 of us total, Damn. and we all had one cabin, so I mean, just pretty much imagine the movie, Why Did I Get Married, but take the drama out, and that's what you have, like honestly, it was a blast, most of the people that come are educators, so, you know, they really kick back. So when they get there, it's like, hey, we've been dealing with kids and parents and, you know, just life all day, all year. So when they get a chance to get that three, four-day weekend, they really let loose, and we did just that. We let loose. So 
I mean, people were yawning, waking up in the morning, and putting putting a Heineken down before brushing their teeth. I mean, it was just a good weekend, man. So y'all was just out there just being loose. Man, we was out there doing every drug. Un- no, I'm just playing. But it was a good time, man. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. Y'all kind of got on my nerves nah, when y'all um, posting all these damn videos, especially you in Dallas. Shout out to DI and the Hear Me Out podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, fuck y'all niggas. But um, yeah, y'all niggas. Which uh, one? The, the drone or yeah, the, the drone? The, the drone. drone shit. Shout out I to thought, Dallas. I, I on thought that. we was go, I thought we was gonna leave uh, Swag Surfing in 2017. Uh, I thought we left it in 2010, 11, or whatever it came but apparently out. Apparently, you you was all with it. This you damn right. I was in the back with my two bottles, looking like a young Dame Dash. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. Shout out to Dallas because he what did. Rattlers get together. Tell him it's exactly what happened. All y'all was Rattlers. Um, no, not really. But still, that's what happens with HBCUs and when black people <laughs> get together that know how to handle and carry themselves. Because, um, again, shout out to Dallas because that drone really saved the day, man. Like, honestly, we had pictures, we had GoPros, we had our cameras, um, we had all of that. But when the drone came out, we really acted up, man. Yeah. And it, it was a good time. And most people that seen the video that Watts is referencing, seen that, hey, it was a blast, you know, man. You know, people that say that, um, people that, people that, it's all fun and games to have a drone until you realize how boring your life is and you got shit to record. <laughs> Nothing to record. I could, I could actually say that y'all actually uh, lived it up and y'all actually... Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because Dallas had to instruct us. He was like, you know, just just be natural. First he said be natural, but then he was like, don't act because the drone is so crisp. It records in 1080. Yeah. So it's like, it's so crisp. It's going to yeah, it's gonna be like recording a movie. And if you're just sitting there dry, that's how you're going to look. Yeah. So... Honestly, I don't know whose idea it was to have a, a song playing, but I think it was Brandy's actually. She's sounds like, let's just right. swag surf in front that, of the that, camera. That, that sounds and about right. Can I ask a question? What you got? What does that mean? What is that? Looking dry. How do you look dry? Look dry just means, okay. Just standing there. Typically, when you're relaxing, there's nothing interesting about watching someone relax. And that's where the cabin trip is. We're just in pajamas. If you notice, it's head wraps and scarves and all kinds of <laughs> slave-looking shower caps, uh, scarves. Black people. It's like 15 degrees outside. <laughs> So they just pretty much said, let's just step outside for a minute and a half. And if you notice, not even halfway through the song, people are walking in the house. It's so cold out there. You swag surf for about 30 seconds. And you're like, let me get my ass back in this heat, man. It's cold out here. But um, we made the best of it. Uh, It was fun. It was cool. That was pretty much the only time the drone, you know, came out. Dallas was experimenting otherwise with it. but. Yeah, it was a good look, I, man. I know he just kind of recently got that drone because I kind of seen that he pricing it. It was more so the cheap DJI drone, but the DJI yeah. drone is definitely one of the top yeah. quality drones out there, and I'm kind of hating that he got one. Yeah, I remember years ago when you used to talk I've about the drone. I've been trying to get yeah. one for the longest. But I whatever. thought them things were so unattainable. I'm like, y'all think y'all the government or something trying to get drones? <laughs> yeah, man, but yeah. yeah, before we continue on to the subject that a lot of y'all really want to know about, we're going to mm-hmm. go ahead and move through our, reg- our regular Program. Uh, we gonna go ahead and go through a couple of music um, items that just kind of recently dropped. There really wasn't a lot of music that dropped over the past couple of weeks mm-hmm. that I know of. Dre might know of some. I know of some. Y'all know I'm the music guru of the crew. Go ahead though. <laughs> now nah, that's a fucking lie. But uh, <laughs> uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to Dave East who dropped a, new, a project called P2. Um, I really haven't heard it yet. But named um, after me. But go ahead. Is that what that's what you got when I post, posted that? Damn right. <laughs> but nah, Davies, you know, he's one of the up and coming rappers out here in the game that a lot of people are listening to, including myself. And he's probably one of the people that's on the forefront of the lyricism, lyricism of this new generation. So um, right. I want to go ahead and give a quick shout out to him. Um, mostly singles kind of just dropped over the past couple of weeks that I heard of. Mm. Uh, Dre, have you heard of any mixtapes or any albums that dropped over that since the last time we recorded that you kind of want to give any acknowledgement to? No, man. To be honest with you, I, I've been looking too. I haven't seen too much new stuff. Right, right. So, uh, um, what's that shit? I think Future, Kendrick Lamar, J Rock. 
some shit like that. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar. I want to give a quick shot to Kendrick Lamar as well because he performed at the um, at the uh, national championship for the college football, which was a okay performance. You know, he's supposed to be doing the soundtrack for the Black Panther movie, and that should be dropping sometime soon. I know we all are looking forward to the Black Panther movie, and we're gonna be talking about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But you know, we also gonna be looking forward to that soundtrack whenever Kendrick Lamar decides to drop it. You know, he just like to drop stuff at the drop of a dime. But um, a couple singles that I want to give a shout out to that I heard over the past couple weeks is the No Limit Remix with G Easy, which formerly featured Cardi B. This time it got Juicy J on it, so you know Dante is gonna be all over that one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it goes hard, man. It goes hard. He gives a lot of shout outs to uh, Master P in that song as well. Um, another one that we started to started to show off with is Silverware Remix with Moneybag Yo. Moneybag Yo is my 2017 rapper of the year. A lot of people don't really know who he is, um, but he's very big up in the Chicago area. He's almost like Jeezy was back in the day in the streets. Um, mm-hmm. but that's I thought all. he was uh, in, from Tennessee. Yeah, he is from Tennessee, but he's very big up in Chicago. And that's kind of like what a, a lot of people play his music at up, up north and stuff, and even in the south still. But um, he's like the new Jeezy okay. in the streets and everything. Um, this song, Silverware, which is a remix, has a feature with T.I. on it, and that kind of goes very hard. Um, and, uh, yeah, we still waiting on that D6 Reloaded from the drop from Lil Wayne. Yep. Um, I don't know when. I haven't even heard nothing about uh, an update for that. Now, every drop. time I check that prep, it doesn't give a date yet. It just keeps saying, you know, coming soon. So yeah. I'm going to need them to give me some dates because I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. And one big uh, remix that kind of dropped over the past couple of weeks is the Chloroceptic remix, which is Eminem's single featuring Fresher and Two Chains. Uh, yeah, on that on that one, man, Eminem kind of clapped back at everybody for talking about that album, man. He said, yeah, for real. <laughs> probably talking about us too. Shit. Yeah, he probably is. He was like, yeah, yeah, y'all talking about my album trash, y'all was tripping. That's basically <laughs> what he was saying on that, man. You said you had something you wanted to add about that, Dre? Yeah, man. He he just want he just want niggas to know don't play with him, man. Yeah, yeah that's basically what he Plain said. He came he came out basically letting y'all know I'm still here. And yeah. I'm still got these bars for your ass. I think he went over sixteen bars. Yeah, he definitely did. He definitely <laughs> he, did. He definitely did. But um, an album that a lot of people are looking forward to that I know Anwar's not looking forward to oh, is uh, Cardi B. Nah, I'm, <laughs> nah. You don't like I Cardi B? I have nothing against. Her. I just um. I guess I can only take her in doses okay. right now. I, I'm not sold yet. Uh, I'm bold enough to say she's a better lyricist than Nicki Minaj. Yikes. Nicki Minaj always sounds like the nigga she dating. Ooh. Yikes. Yeah. Ooh. That's At true. least she got her own style. That's she true. better than um, your girl, though? Than Remy? No, 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 nah. no, no. <laughs> we ain't going to uh, Okay. She made Sheether, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's not. I mean, yeah, they're in different categories, period. I will say this. The one thing about Cardi, I ain't going to sit here and say she's the better lyricist because I still don't know if she writing her own raps. Tell me, Cardi, we talking Cardi. about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cardi, yeah, there's because. There's rumor that. Yeah, because right, I mean, Offset, Offset wrote Bodak Yellow. And I'm pretty sure that he's been writing all these other verses. Yeah. How do you know that, though? I mean, what, that, I mean, why he, that wouldn't he, wrote, he? That he wrote Bodak Yellow? Or that he might mm-hmm. write others? I mean, I, we know that he wrote Bodak Yellow because Have they- Have y'all heard they, of two mixtapes? I mean, I've heard of mixtapes. Oh, I haven't heard all her mixtapes, but we know that he wrote Bodak Yellow because they both admitted that he wrote Bodak Yellow. Mm-hmm. Now, the other joints, I just it's just my assumption that I kind of feel like he, that, she, that he wrote those because her style is different on every, every song that she's been on. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason why I feel like he wrote those. Style's been different, but it feels hey, like it's a surprise to me. The, the whole time, I just kept saying, like, did she write this? Because I really can't believe, like, she is good. That's what I'm saying. And that's why I think Offset wrote it. 
for her. Mm. But I mean, she's spitting it. It sounds good, in my opinion, from all the stuff that I've heard recently. So well, why can't he write his own bars? He sucked too. Cardi, I'm talking what? about her first mixtape. You tripping, tripping, bro? You tripping? Like <laughs> I said, bro. I'm still not sold on Migos. You know Offset, how I am about man, them. Culture. Offset. Offset is the leader of the Migos. Now I keep telling y'all mm. that, bro. Don't let Deron he, hear that. He's no, jumped over Quavo. Deron no, actually agrees with me. No, he agrees. Oh, he agreed with us. Yeah, uh, he he agrees. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, he jumped over Quavo, bro. And he's the only one that actually did a decent collaborative album where they both are not trying to sound like each other. Mm. And that's what I need to hear. You got Twenty One Savage sounding like him, mm. and Offset sounding like him. Okay. I feel like that was a jab towards that Travis Scott. Uh, it was a jab. It was a jab because Quavo was trying to sound like Travis the whole time, dog. They did sound the same. I ain't know who was singing at one point. Exactly, man. But yeah, man, that's it for our music. Hey, y'all want to hear my theory about 21 Savage? Oh, shit. Here we go. Another theory. 21, 21, 21. You know why y'all like 21 Savage so much? Why? Because you say 20 don't. He has a similar effect to what BG had. Think about it. BG? BG, oh, BG. BG didn't really raise his voice. He was calm, cool, collected. He had that, that grungy sound, and you knew he was about that life. I've been listening to BG for about uh, a couple weeks, listening to some old shit. One of, his favorite, one of my favorite songs of his is Hard Times and Help. Yeah, and Help I think 21 Savage come with the, the BG effect. I don't think that's the reason why we like him, because Anwar don't like him. That's it. Yeah, that's and, enough said right there. And why I don't like him. And, uh, and I'm a big BG a fan. fan. But and why's a big BG fan. I mean, I see where I see that, where you can get that, you know, that thought from, but um I wouldn't say like a lot of people are thinking that yeah. way because a lot of people didn't fuck with BG. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was not one of No, they're not mad. thinking about it. Okay. Well, I thought you were saying that like, people might like him for that reason. BG actually had bars, no, though. They don't know. I feel like 21 Savage it doesn't even rhyme. Like, 21, he just goes with the, the hype part of the beat and he says 21 a lot. 21, That's the only reason I like 21 Savage like 21. is because 21. 21. 21, 21, 21 has his own style. Like It's different from everybody else because he's really just on there like exactly. talking shit to a beat. Like Birdman used to talk shit to a beat, That's but it. Birdman couldn't rhyme with it. Yeah. What's crazy is Wayne wrote all Birdman shit, but anyway. <laughs> but like, but yeah, BG he could rap though. Yeah, BG, BG had had Birdman. Birdman. Still, it, I don't know. It was just hard. I like twenty one. I like twenty one personally, man. I don't know what it is about yeah. him. It's just like it's it's his probably like effortless type of flow yeah. that I like about it. Yeah. Where it seemed like he just I'm just in the studio and yeah, I just shoot all y'all. That niggas. part, and that's the thing that I was just about to go there. I think most people that speak about twenty one say they like him because he's authentic. Like when you hear. I'm trying to give me an artist that that I can um, use that as an example. But when you hear certain rappers talk about killing this and doing that and doing that, and it just does not sound believable. Right. But when you know or have heard at least 21 story, you right. listen to him in interviews, you be like, okay, well, if nothing else, this nigga is about that life. And he's authentic. So when anyone's authentic, it's like, okay, say what you want, like 50. Now, 50 was a talent. Now, he was good. Well, he is good, rather. He's still good. He's, he's good. good. I just mean, want to be. but when he starts talking that shit, you just be like, okay, well, y'all rappers might want to chill. Like, I don't think he playing. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah. You just want to stay out of his way. And you're interested because you're like, damn, someone that's actually lived this life and is rapping about it. Yeah, it's that authentic. That authentic. Like, when Wayne talked that shit, you just, you like to hear the hooks and stuff, but you know Wayne ain't popping shit off. Like, stop. You talking about shooting niggas when you yeah, shot like, yourself. Like, stop. <laughs> Twice. Bragging about it. Let me ask y'all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me ask y'all this, man, because I never really understood the whole thing about being real or being about what you, it's entertainment mm-hmm. at the end of the day. I ain't looking mm-hmm. at, you know, 
Batman and it's like, oh, he ain't really <laughs> jump out that building. Yeah. He ain't really out here doing this. Yeah. You know, like who cares? It's entertainment, um, it's value. As long as it sounds good, it's all right. It depends, I guess, what you're listening for too. Um and let me think right, of the best like DMX. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't know. It's just different. When you understand someone and you know that's their real story. Like if you're going for it for entertainment, then that means that that's all you want to hear from music. It's just be entertained. Yeah, like, or if you like thug talk, you just like thug talk. But when I you mean, want to hear someone's story, then you listen. And if it sounds fake, then it's like, okay, I hear you, but you like rapping, but hear, that ain't like, you. When we hear Jeezy rap about, you know, about out here, you know, buying cars, you know, mm-hmm. and all that shit, that's kind of like realistic. Okay, we know, we we could see, we see Jeezy live that life, mm-hmm. about that life and all that stuff. But when we hear from Bow Wow. That part. We like, yeah. It's just like, Bella also sucks. <laughs> but he didn't always. He didn't always suck. suck. He didn't always suck. Yeah, when he was a kid. When he when he came out with fresh and mighty, fresh and mighty. No, he didn't, man. He didn't always suck. I'm just saying though. This is this, this another example. Mm-hmm. Soldier boy. Yes, but Soldier Boy made a song that's about dancing. It's entertainment. <laughs> that was that's how he got he on. But after that, he was he the biggest started, thug uh, out yeah, there. Yeah, he's a thug. Oh, I ain't blood and the blood and this and I that. I just get punched by some dude in California. That part. <laughs> <laughs> they, they say Soldier ain't from, from the hood. <laughs> <laughs> they say Big Soldier ain't from the hood. I mean, I don't know. It's something about when, like, if you kind of get a feel about somebody that's more, you know, genuine and authentic, then we kind of like, okay, we could we could vibe to it. But if it's something. If it sounds, I'm trying to give another example. Like for Birdman, like most people don't hear like respect the way he do it either because mm-hmm. well, like yeah, yeah, we don't really respect it. Even though nah. we, you say you from the streets, people say you from the streets, but we don't really respect it because I don't know. And that's that. Just like think about the biggest issue they had with Drake when they started finding Rick, out about Rick Ross from another example. Yeah, yeah, he, exactly. he's doing it for entertainment purposes, but mm-hmm. the stories that he's saying, and he even is tell you relatable. that he even tell you he's obsessed with. The, the drug dealing life So that's just what he Embalms himself in When he raps about it That man ain't sold Nothing out there You know they'll tell him All day I mean he might have But I'm just saying We just saying in general Probably sold a little bit Of weed here and there Or yeah. something like he that He wasn't the biggest know. boss though We know yeah, that for you sure know. I don't know Yeah but I mean But Watts made that A good point as far as Like you know You just don't respect it As much when you listen And you know Like you kind of just know That's not That's not your life What if Ice, Ice J.J. Fish Started oh rapping goodness. some shit is that entertainment? If, or is if that... Ice JJ Fish was good, <laughs> you would like him. I'm telling you. Nah. <laughs> 21 ain't good and people like him? 21's good. I don't uh, like, 21. I like 21. He's terrible. He's terrible. I like 21. I like 21. But you but also don't like you also don't like Kodak. Talent, you gotta I don't like him either. I agree. I'm an I'm in the closet like Kodak fan. Y'all know that, man. I'm fighting it so much. I'm fighting it, man. But I'm glad we finally opened the closet. He's a terrible person. I told y'all why I wanted to hate him so bad because of the interview. Like, when you show me your personality and it's dry and it's, you know, you just ain't got nothing to say to people. It's just, I don't know. Then you want me to go listen to your music? Then you say fuck fans and all kind of stuff like that? that you saw that interview, though. Um, <laughs> maybe I did. That's because when I first heard of him, it was in reference to he sold Wayne out. He said he better than Biggie and them. Come on, man. That's all I needed to hear. At one yeah, point, no, that was Rito. Yeah, that was real. Rito hyped him up. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. When you start talking that kind of shit, you just getting in? Come on, man. That's real, but I mean, that's kind of the real reason yeah, why I don't like... Yeah, they were calling him the GOAT. Yeah, that nonsense and that, yeah, you're right. When people overhype, then I just get under there and say, I'm going to go the opposite way. That's kind of the so reason what you why. want him to say? You I want, want him to say, I'm all right? No, I just I'm don't... like fifth place? Well, okay, if he... Okay. If and you it, come in in the game, you got to at least come in with respect, like... Hey, just like in sports, you come in the game, you got to come in to win, and but you, come you come in and say you first. But you come in the game if you... Get, but you, you got to put up, though. Exactly, you got to yeah, put up the points. Something. You got to at least get it, on the court. You just on the bench talking about, don't let me get in, and I'll show you. You just like, one of the rappers that represented <laughs> the whole, I'm already rich era. Like Blake Bortles. Like, how you come in and you already rich? Like Blake Bortles out here comparing himself to LeBron James. I mean, come on now. 
I get the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't argue about the Blake yeah. Bortles thing. Right. You kill me there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So, uh, yeah, man, before we go ahead and move on, man, let's go ahead and hit him with that hip-hop hipster moment. Hip-hop history hipster. Okay. We're going to take a turn. And uh, uh, let me see how I'm going to do this. I got two cats. You know what I'm saying? I kind of got to switch up the lingo on y'all real quick. You heard? All right. So we're going to travel up north, you know what I mean? We're going to take it upstate New York. I ain't talking about Rochester this time. <laughs> Shout out to the 585. We're going to get on 90. We're going to swing it on over there to Buffalo. Okay. You know what I mean? Two grimy motherfuckers from Buffalo. West Side Gun. And I can't forget Benny the Butcher. So... These are two upstate New York cats, man. I could tell they live that life because the things that they rap about, it just sounds so real. Um, one of the guys that was actually rapping, his, they're actually brothers. One of the guys that was rapping got shot. He got shot in the neck and in the head. Damn. And this cat, after he got shot, his brother was like, well, I'm going to take over. He was the manager at first, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And he was like, well, damn, he just had to take over. And, you know, put his own twist to it. And then the brother that actually did get shot, he had a bullet in his throat for a year. And that that shot to his head resulted in him having bell palsy. So his face is twisted to the side. It's really just his mouth. Mm -hmm. And it looked like he'd give you the mug, but it's stuck like that permanently. Mm. And it's crazy because it matches his lyricism and it matches his content because them niggas is dark and grimy and they just talk about that street shit man that that cold up north that motherfucking gloomy most of the year getting mm-hmm. dark at 4:45 p.m. that uh upstate new york life and the other guy he considers himself the fly guy west side gun he got a high pitched real grimy voice he reminds you of a raekwon speaking of raekwon raekwon actually passed him the torch on stage and uh, kind of let them know because they got this 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 real gritty sound. The beats is real slow, and the things they be talking about is just gutter. And then um, he also has his own um, not not merch, but really a clothes like a fashion line, and it's like fashion fashion rebels. And the record label is Griselda, which I think is kind of creative in itself because Griselda was very notorious. But, um, you know, her name ain't always used as a label or anything like that. So it's Griselda by Fashion Rebels. And they're having such an impact that motherfuckers are painting pictures of them, like, all over the country. Like, making murals of them all over the country. I mean, like, like how the, the Prodigy, the mural they made of Prodigy, mm-hmm. that actually got vandalized. Yeah. They have these, like, in, in different countries, I meant to say. So... Actually, want to give them credit. They just got signed to to uh, Shady Records. I think it was last year, and they doing big things. The Cat Westside Gun, he's such a money man that he'll make. He got a couple albums. He turned them into vinyls and sold them bitches for three ninety nine, three hundred and ninety nine dollars, and the bitches be selling out. You know what I'm saying? He's he's real big into the art and into the fashion. So he rap about the fashion. But he also talked about the pistol that he had and mm-hmm. the gold slugs that he had, the ski mask, Chanel ski mask. So he just talked about that gangster shit. He just make it real fly. 
And Conway the Machine, man, he's just hard. His lyricism is crazy. And Benny the Butcher, man, he sounds like he's going to be one of the one of the guys that's going down in history. So, you know, just want to highlight Griselda Records, Buffalo Niggas, man. I hear you niggas out there. I think they're going to they're gonna get a lot of air, not airway, but you're going to hear their names. They done did records with Styles P, Raekwon, Action Bronson, Danny Brown, and the list goes on, man. You're going to hear about these niggas. You heard? Yeah, man. Shout mm-hmm. out to One Buffalo, New York. One time Records, West Side Gun, Conway the Machine, and Benny the Butcher. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. Shout out to Buffalo, New York, man. The hip hop scene up there, man. I know I've heard a lot of good things about the hip hop scene in Buffalo, New York, and I heard it's definitely overlooked. I mean, under is it overlooked. I don't know whatever the fuck saying it is. <laughs> overlooked. Yeah, yeah overlooked. overlooked but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um. So yeah, man. We're gonna go ahead and move on to the uh, in depth part of our oh, yeah. uh, podcast. The reason know, for the guest. The reason for the mm-hmm. guest here, you know, um, the reason that we brought. Teddy on is because we wanted to be a, get into the politics a little bit more uh, with our podcast. And um, yeah, man, you know, it's just been a lot going on dealing with y'all president out here, you know, 45 <laughs> yeah, and um, just dealing with his his whole team, like period. Uh, but yeah, Teddy, so uh, speak up to the mic, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, a lot of things going on. As we know, Trump has been under fire recently mm-hmm. based off his comments on the shithole nations yes. referring to um, Nigerian and Haitian communities and um, immigrants and wanting more people from Norway to be um, impl- brought yes. over here to this country. <laughs> so why. let me tell you about this guy. Let me tell you about your boy. Uh, the government is right now undergoing a potential shutdown over the NACA negotiations because of his statement that he made. As we know, now the White House is denying it and saying that, oh, I didn't say shithole, I said shit house. Oh, my goodness. I don't know why it makes any difference. <clears throat> Thank you. These motherfuckers really think, like, it's not transcript. Yeah. Like, we ain't going to hear it later. <laughs> but it's okay. We're we, we going to digress. But as we know, the DACA was an Obama initiative that allowed young immigrants um, who were brought here illegally as children um, give them a way to um, earn their citizenship or permanent residency. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump is all against it and is using it as a tactic to get budgeting for his wall. Hmm. Sounds about right. So, so it's kind of ironic that the definition of racism <laughs> as a whole mm-hmm. is having the power to Push your own agenda, mm. especially based on race. And you're sitting here discussing immigrants from all these other nations and mm-hmm. describing them in such terrible remarks. Let's be honest. This ain't the first time he said some shit At like all. this. Exactly. Yeah. We didn't hear him. It's called Mexican thugs. Mm-hmm. You see what he did with the NFL protesters. Mm-hmm. Sons you, of bitches. Yep. Definitely. So now the... Uh, Republicans want to have amnesia, and of course, Fox News as well. And we are actually seeing it here at home, too. Yeah. Because if you think about it, David Perdue, who was a senator, saying mm-hmm. that Trump didn't say it, is right here down the street in Atlanta. <laughs> right. Talking about Trump ain't say this shit. Mm-hmm. We all know he did. But that I digress. This is going to cause the de- uh, government shutdown because Democrats aren't letting it go. Mm-hmm. So that's something we're dealing with right now. And I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm looking on the screen, and mm. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker is already going in about how <laughs> they're, they're being exactly complicit with uh-huh. their amnesia on what this man has said. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, there's also some news uh, that just came out. Uh, if you guys remember, Steve Bannon mm-hmm. um, made some comments during the Fire and Fury book um, written by Michael Wolf. 
um, the New York Times had just posted that uh, he will be subpoenaed in the Russia investigation. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. Sometimes that's a tactic um, used by FBI agents. Mueller seems to be using this mm. as a threat in order to get him to be in front of his boys and say, okay. hey, all right, we won't put you in front of a grand jury, but, mm-hmm. you know, you got to come talk to us and tell us what you're talking about, exactly. what's going on. I haven't had the chance to completely uh, read the Fire and Fury book, but from the pieces that I've heard... Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely see it as realistic. You know, a lot of his peers don't feel he's fitted to be president, and they don't feel um, like he is who he says he is, and also mm-hmm. he, that he's made treacherous remarks. And um, like uh, like I said, Steve, Steve Bannon's already made those comments, and uh, we're, we're going to see where that comes out with. I'd definitely love to keep you guys posted on oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely man. do. And as you come, you know, as it come to you, let's keep kicking that shit, because, I mean, that stuff we need to know. You yep. know what I mean? It's it's big time. A government shutdown. I mean, how many have they had in history? Not many. And um, I know been they've been rumoring about different shutdowns for different reasons. But I mean, <laughs> there was a shutdown during the Obama administration. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yep. remember that one. Definitely a shutdown during the Obama administration, and it was actually over one percent of the government's budget, mm-hmm. Social Security, things like that. But that you know, I digress. We can go in. You know, mm-hmm. they argue over these small portions of the budget, but. 65% of it is on the military and not even yeah. for our soldiers. So, See? you know, they shut down the government for whatever they choose. So, you know, yeah. white people can't have exactly. no money. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. And that's more so basically right. um, based mm-hmm. off because each party has their own agenda. And the Republican Party, even though they have their own agenda and they want to support Trump, mm-hmm. they can't support Trump because yeah. they know it. Because they right. know it's just, yeah. And it, that's the reason why they mm-hmm. like they still don't want to, but they don't want to give up the power to the Democrats. Exactly. Kind of, so. And that's kind of where it's getting conflicted at. Um, that's the real reason why I believe personally that they're going to, that they're trying to shut down the government. But yeah. I mean, they, like, like, like Taylor said, it's, they're, they're using it as a threat tactic mm-hmm. um, to kind of basically just put fear and trying to pressure people into their own agendas. Yeah, um, Wow. They're trying to get that wall built. Yeah. They, they, they're it, definitely it, using that term. It mm-hmm. say a lot about your president too, about y'all president. Y'all president. Um, when you know <laughs> you have people of his own team stepping down and like man, thirty-seven Republican senators. Yeah, thirty-seven. They've been dropping senators. like flies, man, and it's yeah. it's scary because you know they backed and talked about and they you know he's the best. Someone also said we should thank God. That Trump is president. It's like, excuse me, you know, you went as far as to say something like that, but then in turn, same people that are saying stuff like that are, like you said, falling off, and then coming back telling you why he's just not fit, man. I tried to give him a chance. We thought that he had this. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. He, he didn't have your your <laughs> your thoughts in mind when he was coming to presidency. He had his own personal ones, and he probably don't even know what he wants in in the damn office. Mm-hmm. But he to wants stir some shit Fox up. Tells him to do. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's exactly what it is, yeah. and you know. It, 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 it's never going to change unless we go in here, we actually go out here and vote mm. and change this Alabama um, with this recent... <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> that Alabama uh, senator, and that shit terrible. Damn. You know, that was a crazy move, but, you know, black folk, we came out there and we mm-hmm. definitely voted and we showed our voice and we showed it made a change. It's definitely something yeah, we could do, but let me tell you something else. You know, it's crazy that all this tweeting and all this stuff that Trump is doing is actually going to shoot itself in the foot. Mm. Because just like mm-hmm. when you see these dumbass people on Facebook mm-hmm. posting pictures with guns and stuff yeah. like that, itself is hurting <laughs> themselves and inflicting. So everything he tweets, all these racial remarks that he used, the mm-hmm. footage, all that's been transcripted can be used in a court of law against him. Mm. So whenever he's... Um, in here trying to make his agenda and, and remove um, rights from minorities and going against, um, you know, especially like the DACA administration, 
they have a real case to sue him. Wow. Because now we have a trend. We, we have a pattern mm-hmm. of you making racial remarks, regardless of someone's heard you say it publicly mm-hmm. or in private. It's written it's down. There. You're the they president. Can always, we hear it. Yeah, we can pull from that. Exactly. Yep. We could pull from it and they can be sued for it. Wow. Yeah. So it's going to shoot himself in the foot one day. What needs to be today or tomorrow? Like ASAP. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I got Your a is working on it. What you got, Dre? Do you, know, do you know how he won in the first place? Them poor white people. Or as, as Chappelle said, those dusty white people. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. They came in the numbers. Losing. You thought he was losing? I mean, popular vote. He he lost by a landslide, but these states came out of nowhere and people got up out them trailers and said, Hey man, we need this guy in office. And they got him in there. And we sat back thinking, Well, Hillary got this. This is easy money. Why even go out and vote? She got this. And on the contrary, look what happened. She also made a few of her own mistakes. That part, too. Definitely. She didn't go to Michigan, which is a huge blue state, and finally turned red mm. because she didn't even visit. You got to stay yeah. in your lane. And that's what Trump did. And he's continuing yeah. to stay in his lane. He just, wow. he knows his supporters are like what he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tell you, man, I wanted to yeah, ask I you a question. Yeah, I prefer to hear Teddy's answer instead of Anwar's answer anyway. Mine was good, too, so <laughs> shut up. Yeah, we know Anwar don't know shit. But Teddy, I did want to ask you a question. Now. Yeah, he's been talking. Let's just, let's just... Hypoth- I mean, if you don't have an answer, I'm just curious for my own sake. Mm. What has this president gotten done since he's taken office? Nothing. I mean, he's got the tax bill, but no one's going to benefit from this tax bill unless you make millions of dollars a year. Mm. Actually, you have to make a million a year to even really see some credit. Now, some people from 50000 up to 100000 will see a small increase in their checks. Um, for the next 10 years. But once then after that, we'll be the highest taxed um, people. So mm-hmm. um, they cut back on children's um, the te- children's tax credit. They cut back mm. on uh, a lot of the... Um, uh, damn, I'm, I'm losing my... <laughs> but uh, you, usually... Like programs or something? No, it's not even the programs. But a lot of people know if you do taxes, you can go ahead and take claim to a lot of itemized uh, itemizations. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they're pulling that. Okay. They're pulling a lot mm-hmm. of tax deductions, and they don't realize that a lot of families look for this yes, type of exactly. thing. They're looking for that type of funding. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people do you know? I, I know myself growing up where I'm from, you know, my mom used to love that three three extra four yeah. grand for having three kids, you know? Yep. But, and families need it, especially in low-income households. Mm-hmm. So him taking it away and adding more credits to the rich, for example, you know, now they've got a, a policy where if you make a certain amount of money, I think it's over twenty million. I can't, don't quote me on the numbers, mm-hmm. but they can untax, give more money down to their, um, down to their kids, which wow. is okay. I, I mean, I can understand that, but if you're only everyone was your making boys. that, yeah. You know, t- Trump is continuing to make decisions mm-hmm. that help him and help his friends. Perfect example, and I, I'm going off of, on off a tangent <laughs> a little bit, but you know. Um, he just allowed the uh, oil drilling all on the coast, right? Okay. But what's the one place he made an exception mm-hmm. for? Even though I'm a native, it's Florida. Yeah. Why? Because he has Mar-a-Lago. Exactly. He has property there. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. only for him. He's it's, crediting yeah. him and his boys. Yeah. He out here trying to get his money up. Yep. Definitely. Using his power for his own beneficial, like, for his own benefit. That shit's just wow. crazy, dog. Like, That's crazy. I and mean, it's funny because, I mean, I, 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 I tie a lot of stuff into comedy and, and these comedians who actually do know what they're talking about. And Chappelle made a joke on his last uh, stand-up when he was like, uh, when he got in line to vote, and he was like, it was some just, just 
the stuff they were saying, he was like, these dusty white people, as he referred to them, not myself. <laughs> he was like, it's crazy. Agree. It's crazy. I know, right? <laughs> he said, it's crazy because they're walking around talking about Trump. When Trump gets in office, he's going to help. He's going to do this for us and do that. And Chappelle's like, you dummies. I mean, he's in office and he's going to help me, like right. his tax bracket. Right. So he pretty much knew clearly, hey, <laughs> Trump's in office to help the millionaires. And obviously Chappelle's a millionaire. He's like, this is going to help me more than it's going to help anybody that's not making, like you said, um, under or over a certain amount of right. You know, yeah. income. It's it's all based on the brackets. Yeah, I mean, but why wouldn't I mean? We knew that. That's what everybody kept saying. I remember one guy at the barbershop. Barbershop. We had some dumb conversations, but we also had some good ones. And he was like, you know, I just need, Trump needs to get an office. Oh, I can't wait because he's he's a businessman, so he's going to build the business of this country. And that's all you see. Yeah. That's all you see. What about what it's going to take? The same way they built the business of this country was on the backs of what. Black people, minorities. That's the same way he's going to do it, which is that's taking same. from black people, minorities, people exactly. with low income, to give to the rich. The same people yep. that are taking care of his properties. That part, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're, they're looking for the trickle-down effect. Republicans mm-hmm. have this stupid ideology that, that you know, if you give tax breaks to the rich and these mm-hmm. big corporations, that it'll trickle down to the middle class and no. poor. No, it's not. No. Because let's guess what? If you have a house mm-hmm. and you have someone who cuts your yard mm-hmm. and you make an extra $100 on your check, you can give them an extra Thank five? Thank you. To do the same job? Right. No, you're going to take that revenue. You're going to take mm-hmm. that increase. And that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to take that revenue and they're going to go back into the stock market and buy their shares. Yep. And, yeah. and take and keep that. getting their shit up. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, that's why they're going to get so a whole people, lot richer. And that's what he said in Palm Beach. Mm. Yep. Go ahead, So will people still have the same amount taken out of their, um, out of their checks? You know uh, what I'm asking? No, well, that that that's to be defined by the states, and you know that's still to be defined because it's still not passed yet. So that's going to take a while for it to get to that point. Um, yeah, so that we don't know anything about that as of yet. Definitely, and and a lot of the senators don't even know. Right, right. But um, yeah, man, Teddy, man, we definitely okay. appreciate you for that, bro. That oh, was yeah. definitely what we needed right there, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I know yes, the listeners sir. definitely were looking out for that as well, man. But. Let's get into the shit that they really want to know about, man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Wait man. for this. Yeah, man. So as you all probably already know, man, um, if there was an outrage over the past week or two weeks um, mm-hmm. about a certain company who's out here um, having black kids targeted as monkeys, man. Um, if you don't know, the, the, <laughs> the store that most of y'all probably already shop at, H&M, um, had a marketing campaign to where they were marketing a certain sweater um, a green sweater marketed mm-hmm. on the little black boy that said the coolest monkey in the jungle. Mm. Why would you put a... We actually have an H&M expert. <laughs> yeah, and we actually have an H&M expert who's going to give his point of view in one set, but uh, I just want I wanted to continue with Teddy's political views mm-hmm. on that situation and, uh, before we you know, let you say your piece and give your statement. My statement, my disclaimer. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to hear NY too. Disclaimer. But I mean, it, it's crazy that it even got that far. It just shows that in your marketing team, your execs, like, where's the diversity? Y'all didn't have anybody from a minority standpoint who saw this and was like, yo, this is wrong. I know it's a Mm -hmm. British company, I believe. It's a European company. Yeah, European company. Like, who's there to make those decisions? Who's there to, you know, approve these type of things? Someone should have saw this. So I want to ask you that. That's kind of what I wanted to ask you about, being that it is necessarily a European company uh, based out of, I believe the photo was based out of London. Being that they don't necessarily have as far as, um, I guess, uh, uh, as far as a segregation moments, as far as dealing with black people, and they're not necessarily used to Mm -hmm. what we are deemed to as far as races are being offensive to the people of color, being offensive to people of 
minorities or whatever, do you think that that get, that that, that kind of gave them a pass to make that judgment? Or you think they should have at least reached out to mm-hmm. somebody like on a global marketing scale to be like, well, to me, I think you should have that in house already. Yeah. Like you know, I don't understand why you don't have someone on your team that is set to market mm-hmm. to that. Um, and, uh, you know the, those group of people like yeah. you know for example if you go to Nike you have everything you know there there are people designated to um, market towards black people young people old people soccer people baseball people whatever they have a different mm-hmm. group of diverse so that they don't make these type of mistakes it just lets you know I, I mean I don't know what British law is or <laughs> you know I don't know what their rules are with hiring minorities but somebody missed something big time yeah they did yeah man I want to kind yeah. of piggyback off of what you were saying because uh uh I would want to go ahead and give a quick shout out to my homegirl, uh, Amanda Spann. I don't know if y'all know Amanda Spann, but yeah, uh, I remember Amanda. She has a, uh, a, a, a she she comes up with plenty of brilliant ideas as far as with uh, mobile apps, games, and stuff like that. One brilliant idea that she came across of, I believe this one came across last year. Sometimes she came up with this last year. I forgot what what made her want to do it, but it's basically a a a, a place where if a company is going to you know do a marketing ad. And cater it to people of urban backgrounds or minorities or whatever. You know, maybe you should ask somebody of color. So she created a website called "You Need a Black Person." <laughs> Let me make sure. Is it she? Oh, that sounds dope. Uh, yeah, you need a black That basically where, um, if you know you feel like you know you're not necessarily sure about this marketing campaign and you want to get a black person opinion, submit your ad here. And uh, mm. yeah, man, I want to give a shout out to Amanda. I think that she need to forward that to Trump. She need to forward that to Trump. Mm. She need to forward that to H and M. She need to forward that to a lot of com- what was the company? Well, that one wasn't that bad. The uh, the one when they was washing the shirt off the Dove commercial. Oh. that one wasn't that bad. People just took that shit out of context. I mean, nah, yeah. it was pretty bad. Nah, I think it was out of context because they didn't see the whole video. Well, well, if you see that, then you're right. You're right. There's more the to it. Video. It was like it was like Michael Jackson. It was a lot yeah. of different changes. It wasn't just that one. Yeah, like, they didn't see the whole video, but. Again, where's that team? Where's that one brown person that says, you know, it right. could be taken this way. Let's just stay away from it. Well, let's go ahead. So, and so what were they going with it then? Which one? With the Dove commercial, because I'm gonna be honest with you. Did you I, see I the whole care. commercial? I, I I didn't. I saw parts of it. I'm not no, gonna the lie. Whole, I didn't see the whole thing. The whole commercial had every different switches, like they all like in the same in the same Asian, all What's all the point you're trying to make when you're taking off the shirts and, and the white is done? I mean, but <laughs> but they but what they just went, but, but and everybody got outraged was it went from a white person to black. I mean, from black, a black to person white. to white. Yeah, saying once you clean, right. but it went from black to white to Asian to Arab and all that. So it was all cut shade. So I mean, people took it out of context because they just saw that one that one clip. Someone created it. I mean, of reason. course, it could have always been better, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying that like people just went over, you know, Super Bowl people for no reason. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. But let's go ahead and talk to our expert about. Uh, uh, I want to hear this survival, <laughs> my survival expert. Anyway, just to clarify, um, H and M is actually from Sweden. Um, I know a lot of people think it's just. Um, he just looked that up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even know what H and M stands for? We already talking about British homos and more. <laughs> Hennis and Martz. Anyway, okay. it's like his and hers, but in Sweden. Hold but, on, before you before you keep going, you got to go ahead and give them the context because everybody might not know. So go what's ahead going and give on? Your, your context about why we consider we need to talk to our Okay, well, yeah. Anyway, I'm here in reference to the H and M situation because of how many years now? Of nine years, I've been with H and M since 2009. Actually, eight years. November. Nine years being slaving for H and M. Slaving. <laughs> November, I'll make my ninth year with um, the company of H&M. So 
not to say I'm any expert because I'm far from that. I've still only worked in the retail side of it, not the sales side, not the buyer side, as some people want to act like I do when they target me about this kind of stuff. But um, yeah, man, um, <laughs> that day when it came out, I actually was ashamed to be, you know, a member of HL. Where are you at? Were you already drunk? Huh? Where you are? Where you already drunk? No, this is well before that. Okay. Remember that happened <laughs> oh, okay. like on a I Tuesday. Just sure. I just want to make sure. I just remember like on a Tuesday night, one of my coworkers sent the message to me and another brown uh, coworker of mine, and was like H and M tripping. <clears throat> Ten p.m. I was like, what the hell? I thought it was old. I thought it was something that happened a long time ago. By the time I got to work the next morning, it was like you would have thought the president got shot or something. It was like y'all heard, y'all heard, y'all heard, and it was tension in there because. It was tension, but some people acted very blind to it. So it wakes you back up for anyone who's at sleep at work, thinking that you know everyone is quote unquote equal. When you get to work and you ask certain people, you know, what do you think about it, and they just like nothing. What's the matter with it? They don't get it. So I mean, who was it? I think you just made a good point as far as over there, um, how they view racism and how it doesn't really exist like it does over here. It does, or maybe did, but maybe not on the level. And plus, U.S. I think has become one of, if not the most sensitive countries, period. So anyway, just to give an example of what's going on here, I know Watt said it, but the little black boy in the picture has the shirt that says the coolest monkey in the jungle, and then right next to him is a little white boy that has the shirt that says he's their survival expert of the jungle. Damn, I didn't see the white boy. I didn't even see the another side of the picture. There's a white boy next to him. That's what makes it... That that made it just even worse. And that's that's one reason they took (laughs) it to the lengths they took it, because it was like... Then everyone said, "Well, if the um, white boy had the black, um, the green shirt on, would you have said anything?" Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Probably we probably would looked that over and be like, "Hmm." But what if a black boy gets a hold of it? But we wouldn't have rose hell about it. Now, because you do get the chocolatiest black boy you can find and put him in his shirt that says he's the coolest monkey in the jungle, it's like, yes, we're sensitive over here. And I know white people always say, "Well, what if the white boy had it?" Would you be uh, so upset? And it's like, no. But were white people ever referred to as monkeys? Right. Right. In any as a derogatory term for that, you know, skin a wet color. dog, maybe, but a wet, exactly, <laughs> you know. So, you've seen all the revisions to the picture. They had the little white boy with the Ritz cracker box oh, yeah. saying, <laughs> I guess it was like coolest cracker, and I don't know, something like that. And it was, it was funny. I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> I, got little, I got a little chuckle in. That's probably what they did when they seen this, but um, I guess to say my take on it, um, again, like I said, I was ashamed to be, you know, part of HM for that moment, but then, uh, as my boy Dante would say. Are you surprised? You know, why are you acting surprised? That, that, that's, anytime that's, anytime that's I, you know, I speak that's on true. something like that, he's like, why are you so surprised? Like, haven't they been showing you that for how long in some form or the other? When it's blatant, you get all, oh, did you really just? Yes, bro. They, they always look like that. And I tell people, um, I actually looked at pictures from our, uh, we had a Christmas party that took place. Different groups, different locations, different H&Ms. And I looked through the pictures for the global group and the expansion group. Not one no. brown soul inside. Oh, Damn. man. So that, that plays right. into what you were saying. Like, yeah. was there not one person on that team, some type of diversity to say, hey, just think, what if they took it this way? Let's, let's, let's stay away from that. No, there's not. So it's like they are blind to it. Yeah. And, I mean, they've sent out three or four apologies in the meantime. Most of them just pretty much saying, hey, we have one thing to say about this, which is we got this wrong. We are sorry. But obviously the damage is done. Um, I'd like to say they are losing money. I mean, I know The weekend, the artist The weekend pulled his campaign. 
Um, G Easy had a campaign going with them. People, he yep. pulled his yeah. campaign with H and M. I think the weekend did too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yep. think. <laughs> um, I must miss that part. I said I thought Nikki was gonna pull hers, but someone made a comment. I think Dante said Nikki she don't have a, a conscious bone in her body, she so she's not exactly. pulling any, about to say she ain't anything. Um, Beyonce, if she pulls, then that's a whole other story because she has a, a tie with H and M. Yeah. Okay. So if she does that, you're ready to just say, "Damn, H and M, y'all really know y'all." So what a beehive at? God damn it, y'all be on B, y'all be on Beyonce by mm. anybody to talk mm. bad about Beyonce. Why y'all ain't on her yeah. page right now to go ahead and tell her to pull yeah. that shit? Yep. So y'all so, protesting? I know, right? I mean, I'm just saying, what be what a beehive at? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying. We. I mean, I get I get a, I get a, I, mean, I get a, I get a thirty percent discount from him. So <laughs> listen, hey, it's a hard decision, yeah. man. I got skinny legs. Hey, this is some only pants That's that actually funny. fit. <laughs> Speaking of, get y'all on um, discount cards from me after this podcast. Anyways, over. I get y'all um, a discount. But we do want to that. You got more? To, you got more to say? Um, all I was gonna say is, um, I thought that it would die down, but then recently we see over in South Africa. We were just where, about to bring that up. That's exactly what I was. About. Okay, yeah. where they um they trashed the hell out of the stores over in South Africa to the point where it borderline got violent. Like if you see that little boy in there kicking them things down, oh my was, goodness, he, he was, was Bruce Lee and this, this is Sparta. You know, it was crazy. It's coming from a, an employee who used to work in the stores. Me and my coworkers, we were looking like, hey, we are upset about what he's doing, what's going on, but the cleanup process in that is crazy. You're gonna have to close that store down. Like anyone that's ever been in H and M knows how bad it can get on any given day. When I mean bad, I just mean ugly. Clothes on the floor. We used to have to stay two, three hours afterwards just to close that thing down with a whole team. The damage that guy or those guys did in that store, oh, man, that's going to take days to clear back up. It's like reopening the store all over because he didn't just take clothes off hangers, throw them on the ground. He broke uh, mannequins. He knocked down uh, fixtures. It was just a lot that went down. But, yeah, man, so obviously it's bothering people, you know. Over here in the States, we have a short <clears throat> a short time frame on stuff, two days, and then we kind of shake it off and say, well, what did Trump do now or something like that. But now they're still over there rioting, and who knows what else will happen. And the last piece I'll say on it was, <clears throat> at work, we have a recall list. So this is one way I know that H&M as a company um, just doesn't know, doesn't get it. Because they did a recall, not just on that sweater, not just on the orange sweater, but on every piece of clothing that had monkeys on it, tigers on it, so bananas on it, apples on it. So it's like... So they started to get it a little bit. No, they're not. The All thing right. is, they didn't... They're like they, It's almost like They don't know what they did wrong They're just saying uh, sorry So saying. let's just grab everything off Like what, what is really making they're them mad So it's like You're blind Either you're blind Or you're being petty And I pray it's, it's, it's the first yeah. Not the latter Because if you're being petty Just saying Well y'all so sensitive About bananas and monkeys We'll just pull all jungle animals And all fruits yeah. Off of clothes There's money too Which lets you know They still didn't hire anybody We yeah. usually pull maybe Two three items for recall there was like six pages worth of stuff pulled from recall. Anything that said power, original, authority, anything like that, they just pulled. It's like, y'all, wow. That's y'all don't get it. must be a marketing thing. I mean, it's just to be be, be careful, just to make be sure safe. it's going. Because be at this point, now we got our eyes, our eyebrow raised to H&M, like, don't put nothing else crazy out. Yeah. Like, there was a safari kid outfit. They pulled that just because it represented safari and jungle. And I think there was a banana stitched on, like, yeah. the pocket or something. So, it's like, they just they just pulled everything. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So again, like I said, either you don't get it, you're really just that blind, you don't understand, you know, the sensitivity part, or you're just being petty and saying, we'll just pull everything in relation to it. That'll just shut y'all up. Yeah. So to ask what Teddy said, how do you feel about if people what people do we do? Um, I mean, it's kind of, let me think. Damn, that that's tough because it's we like- work there. 
I mean, it's I mean, because he worked up. Yeah. That's why we put him on the spot. It's like, damn, you know, coming from the person that has to clean that shit up when it's done, of course I want to be like, don't do it. But I mean, boycott, riot, those are expressions of emotions. No, I wouldn't say riot. I think riot is on accomplish anything. Well, boycott, a boycott to me is more so productive than rioting. Rioting, I think that shit just. That just makes you look yeah. bad on the on the back end yeah. as well. I, I said that I thought that Definitely somebody should have been right. somebody should have been held accountable because, like Teddy right. said, there are individuals that have to pass this by before it even gets on the boy for the photographer to take a picture. Yeah. So it's like who could be held accountable? But then someone cleared that up for me, saying you can't do that because then you slander their name and then they can't get work anywhere else and then they suit these shit out of H and M and they will win. Right. So it's yeah. like. There's no real way to win but just OD apologizing. And that's what H&M is doing. Right. We are sorry. We are sorry. We are sorry. Yeah, we, we, are sorry we are sorry. But so, that sorry don't mean shit. <clears throat> you know, the way I look at it is as a company, what they should do. And the reason why I think boycotting sometimes has to be done mm-hmm. is because if you boycott, you hit their wallets. Yeah. yeah. And then from their wallets, you can expect and demand stuff. Yeah. It's almost like with black people in voting. Sometimes mm-hmm. you do have to threaten not to vote yeah. for certain people to let them know, hey, if you're gonna if you want our vote, you yeah. gotta earn it. You know, it's the same thing. So if they're gonna sit out here and make these statements and talk about I'm sorry, this, sorry, that, well, we don't wanna hear you sorry. How right. about we boycott you? Let's hit your wallet and then tell me you how you can action. change things. You know yeah. how you can change things? Mm-hmm. Create an initiative. You know what? We're creating a, a diversity department in our company. Mm-hmm. We're gonna create some jobs so that this doesn't happen again. We're gonna donate money to and let me and let me let me jump in right there like because that. you just hit it on the head. This has it's not the first time this happened with H and M, where they came at H and M about seven, eight years ago. I think I was in my third year. They had the same issue where they found out H and M when people returned clothes that they couldn't rewear, mm-hmm. they took them out back and they cut them in half and shred them. Oh, wow. So they were like, "Wow, you guys just." Blowing clothes, you have homeless people everywhere. You right. can't find some way to reuse these clothings. And now we have what's called the conscious or ICO department where people will bring in their used garments and we give them a discount off their purchase okay. with okay. that garment. And that's where that came from because they would get slandered. H&M is, you know, trash in the community. They're, they're, they have no regards. They're just, I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but pretty much they just weren't being conscious of those clothes can be reworn. Some of them aren't damaged. They're just returned right. without tags. Okay. They would take them out and just cut them out back. So they had to find some way to reinvest that smart on H&M's in because now you make a profit because people use those same clothes, bring them back, and you just have to still buy from H&M. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's a win-win. It's hell for me in that warehouse because I have to deal with these bags of fucking clothes. But ultimately, it was their response to just what you said. Like, hey, what kind of department, what can we create from this? Right. They killed H&M's name. You can look it up. I forget the year. It was like 2010 or 11. They murdered H&M, you know, slandered their name everywhere about how they disposed of clothing. And yeah, I like a, what you said about, I like what uh, Ted said about them doing something for the community. Uh, you know? That's one way that you can sincerely apologize to action, you know? And that's kind of the reason why I like mm-hmm. that uh, the weekend and G-Eazy pulled their campaigns from there or whatever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to speak to more so the Teddy Point, if they did, if people were to you know, boycott, I'm not saying that y'all are not, whatever y'all decide to do is what y'all want to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that people were to boycott, you know, that also give acknowledgement to a Nicki Minaj who probably won't be making money because her people are boycotting them to a Beyonce who won't be making that money. And if them two drop, 
then you know they're going to they're gonna make some changes on their back end. They'll be like, okay, yeah. if we lose the money from Beyonce and Nicki Minaj and all of our artists and all of, and people ain't buying shopping here, then we we need to make some changes. So, um, yeah, man, that that yeah, yeah, that was good stuff, dog. That yeah. was that was a good feedback. You surprised me. Sums it up. You actually you actually stepped up like a man, you know, Shut to your the plate. You know, you, you knocked it out the park. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> back to this knocked locker room talk, park, man. Back on to the locker room talk, man. We're gonna yeah. go ahead and wrap this thing up with sports, mm-hmm. of course, okay. as we all. Always do, man. Uh, and why? Let me ask you a question. Do you know anything about any of the sports activities that happened over the past couple of weeks? About the sports activities? Is it? Yes, I actually was watching. We okay. watched some games. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. I, okay. I, I could actually talk this NFL talk with y'all well, today. We're not going to talk NFL right now. Oh, we're okay. Go ahead and talk about the NCAA championship. Oh, game. I don't know shit about that. We know. Sandy, <laughs> <laughs> I know you know about it. Um, uh, shit, Dre, I know you know about it, man. That was one hell of a game. Who? From the, uh, the Kansas. Oh. The Kansas. Oh. What? I thought you were talking about the... The national championship game between uh, University of Alabama... Oh, you're talking about football. I thought you were talking about basketball. My bad. <laughs> Not Clemson, excuse me, and the University of Georgia, man. That was one hell of a game. Yeah. Oh, I, I, was, yeah. I was actually Ubering while y'all was watching this game, making Listen. that Uber money from that raggedy-ass game here in Atlanta. <laughs> You're a resident Georgia hater, and I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> I loved it. I mm. wanted them to lose like the Falcons did Damn. the same way last year. And that's just how they fan, lost. They deserved Yikes. it. You look terrible. You look awful. They didn't you look terrible. Mm. They didn't look terrible, man. You got, you got to give them their credit, man. They, they earned that game. But Alabama earned that mm-hmm. win. <laughs> I want to know where did this quarterback come from. But see, and that's why I think, man. Okay, let me give you a quick update, right quick. If you guys didn't already know, you've been under a rock. Alabama had a a comeback win uh, for the century, uh, coming back to beat the, um, to defeat Georgia mm-hmm. in the twenty six twenty three uh, victory over Georgia. But um, yeah, man. Uh, the first half, I think they were trailing by seventeen points or something like that. Nineteen points, I believe. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, 13-0. Yeah, yeah, 13-0. But um I I I just think that um Nick Saban fucked their game plan up, dog, when they kept when they put that freshman in. Um personally, I've been telling people all season. I you saw in the group chat that I kept telling people Hurts is good, but he's not a quarterback that's gonna win you the game. Nah. He's somebody that's gonna give you a, a possession quarterback who's gonna get you what you need to run the clock now. But if you get behind, you don't wanna put the ball in the air behind Hurts. And you know what? Nick Saban risked it all, bro. He put all chips in on the freshmen. It's like, well, if I'm going to lose, I might as well lose with all my chips on the table. And the I'm not even going to try to pronounce this kid's name came out. And when I saw that first throw, I was like, these niggas about to get fucking uh, – oh. they about to get Patriots uh, Falcons right now, bro. Oh, and the, he came in, made some freshman mistakes, threw, a couple, threw an interception, you know, made some dumb passes. But his arm is crazy, bro. Damn. Well, you know, the crazy thing is – why were they in cover two in that last play of the game? Did you I see honestly, that? I honestly don't have no problem with them being in the cover two. I know a lot of people say they had a problem with that coverage. I don't have no problem in cover two. I don't know if it was, it, it looked like it was supposed to be cover two man, and I'm cool with that if it was cover two man, but Buddy just got burnt. Well, the corner stayed in the flats, so that let you know they were in a zone cover two. Did he, did he stay in the flats? Because yeah, It looked like he stayed in the flats. Yeah, I mean, Dre, Dre might have I been mean, gone, but mm-hmm. he we still on the call, so okay. he can call back in, but... If he said if he stayed in the flats or whatever, bro, it, it, I mean, it, at the end of the day, in cover two period, it's the safety's fault. The safety was all out of position. Definitely was out of position because there was nobody in the middle of the field. Well, before then, those linebackers got to make the tackle. I mean, the reason of running a cover and two in the first place is so that you could blitz. Well, it was a, okay. Let's talk. Let's 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 back it up a little bit. Uh, it was the first overtime victory. Uh, first overtime 
national championship game uh, in the playoffs history. I'm not sure about uh, bowl history, but in the playoffs history. But what ended up happening was um, the quarterback got sacked for 15 yards. <laughs> I thought the game was over. I thought Georgia had the game won. Came out next play and just slung that bitch for about a 60-yard pass, a 40-yard pass to seal the game, man. And he just he 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 played it like a pro. He looked off the safety, and the safety dumbass. I don't, he I don't know. He looked. He ran off, and touchdown Alabama victory to win the game. Game winning touchdown by a freshman. And um, the one thing I took away from that game, whether Alabama won or lost, is that Alabama stacked next year because they had a freshman running back that was running all over their ass too. <laughs> if if Hertz freshman come, receiver, bro, Hurts come back. Gone. <laughs> He's gonna be. He, he might stay in Alabama, but he ain't starting. Oh, he's definitely not starting. Yeah, he's not but starting. But you switching on the receiver? Running nah, back? No, nah, he, he, I don't think he's going to be able to play in the receiver or running back. He's too slow for either one of those positions. He's don't, he don't have the hip position to run running back. Uh, so I'm fullback maybe, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting for Hurts. Okay. It's interesting for Hurts. Moving on to NFL, man. Uh, we had a great – we are having a great playoffs um, period. Like this is interesting. This is interesting. Dre, Very you want to kind of talk about this a little bit? So, because I could, I could go on and on, but I want to give you a voice so you can speak about it a little bit, man. Because so far, my prediction. Honestly, so far, though, I just want to say this. So far, my prediction is still holding true. Which is the Patriots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so far, bet. that's the only one. That's the only one. But go ahead, Dre. The Jaguars look like the Giants out here. I remember when I kept uh, – when was that? When they won the Super Bowl, kept saying, uh, Giants ain't going to get it. And they mopped one team. They mopped uh, Green Bay. The next thing you know, they was in the Super Bowl. Took it all the way home. <laughs> wow. They yeah. me the what you think? Tomorrow. Man, I'm going to just go ahead and talk about it, man. It's kind of crazy that uh, – let's just talk about the final four teams right now. The final four teams are the Patriots, Jaguars, okay. Vikings, and the Eagles. Uh, the Vikings and the Eagles will be playing on the 21st. Uh, wait, yeah. The Vikings and the Eagles will be playing against each other, and the Patriots and the Jaguars will be playing against each other. Damn, um, let's just talk Ooh. about those four teams, period. Yeah. It's crazy. Didn't that, they beat them this, this season? Who, the, the Patriots? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. But I do want to say Jaguars. this. Jaguars. Didn't they beat the Patriots? That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I really didn't keep up with the Jaguars season. But it's, I do want to point out that yeah. out of the four teams, the three teams that's in the final – wasn't even over the 500 mark last year. So that's crazy. Mm. That And that kind of gives me hopes for my Buccaneers next year. Just keeping my fingers crossed. But <laughs> <laughs> all the and all these teams has sorry quarterbacks, but their defenses are killing. So yeah. that lets you know a lot about what it takes to win in the NFL right now. Uh, the only elite quarterback that's out there right now is Tom Brady. Absolutely. You have Case yeah. Keenum. Case Keenum. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And Blake Bortles. Blake fucking Bortles. What the hell? Who is I didn't know who they the were. The NFL is hating this, this right now. We know Anwar. We know. <laughs> Marketing wise, you know <laughs> the NFL is hating this right now. They wanted Drew Brees in But this Super is Bowl. great though. This is great. This mm-hmm. is great. This is great football. And I told people like people thought the Steelers were gonna be a shoe in. But I was like, not if he played not if Ben Roethlisberger could play against that defense like he played the first the mm-hmm. earlier this season. And that Jacksonville defense, man, Jalen Ramsey is a fucking beast, bro. bro. Oh my God, that guy's a beast. We knew the Patriots gonna blow out the um the Titans. They blew them out 35-14. Um, but the Jaguars came out and you know sealed the deal against the Steelers with 45-42 victory to go on. And um the Falcons, I actually predicted the Falcons to make it to the to the Super Bowl 
if they got past the Rams. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they didn't get past them. Maddie Ice turned into Maddie Ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he ain't never changed. It's just Bruh, a fluke last year. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And the Eagles came out. And the Eagles came out and um, took the victory from the Atlanta Falcons. Um, New Orleans Saints and the Vikings game, man, that was a hell of an ending, bro. Uh, the Saints, man, who was pretty much dominating the whole game, and then the Vikings just came back with the last, with another last second touchdown victory. Um, you got to hit with your head up, son. Man, man the safety was just all out. That of game was, that crazy. was crazy. Three different, three different score changes in the last three minutes, right? Yeah, that shit was so crazy. Like bro. it just kept thinking, oh damn, they came back so great. We about to get up and walk away. Oh shit, they just kicked another field goal. Oh shit, that's a long. It was just that was one of the best games I've seen. It looked like some TV shit. Yeah, yeah, that shit, yeah. That shit was great. Man. Storybook, what? Oh yeah, bro. big time. I don't even know who I was going for that game. I guess it was probably more of a, um, damn New Orleans than anybody, but it is what it is. Um, so my prediction for the um Super Bowl and for the rings is still the Patriots. Um, right now I I, I kind of want Jacksonville to go ahead and be the upset know, just so the home team, just so the home state could come back on top. But I still got the Patriots winning the Super nope. Bowl and going to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. Um, but any predictions for the Vikings Eagles game? Y'all, 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 what y'all got? I, I kind of don't think even watch that shit. Know. We know. I, I think kinda, the Vikings might win that. I kind of got the Vikings too. I kind of got the Vikings too. Yeah, I don't mm. trust Nick Foles. <laughs> and that would be dope though if the Vikings get there because they'll probably be the they'll be the first team to ever um, host the Super Bowl. And yeah, yeah, it'll be right. It is in Minnesota this year. That's yeah, right. That's crazy. But that defense is just too strong. And then Case Keenum has been playing great football. I mean, we're joking about it, but he's been doing pretty well this season. He's, everybody, he's shine. And let me ask you this, Teddy, because everybody's been saying that uh, Teddy Bridgewater might not have no job no more in Minnesota. But I personally don't think it's the quarterback play that's winning. I think it's more so the defense because Case Keenum is playing great. Yes, he is. Yeah. But so was Sam Bradford. Definitely. Well, I think Sam Bradford is going to be your starter next year. So. They're going to end up trading Case Keenum or Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, One of those two got to go. Yeah. And there's too much value behind it. I think Teddy Bridgewater is done in Minnesota. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I, 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 I know somebody's going to have to go because you're having three great quarterbacks, three quarterbacks that's producing this season. Well, two that's producing, one that's going to come back. And right. I hope Teddy come back and ball out. But the Vikings are going like to be a problem for the next couple of years, especially when they get Dalvin Cook back as well, too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Devin Cook's a problem. Yeah. Um, but that's it for the NFL, man, for the NBA news. I don't know if Anwar has anything he want to go ahead and speak about. Um, go ahead. Yeah, honestly, I mean, in the NBA right now, I mean, NFL's in the playoffs, so it's something to talk about. Right now, you know with the NBA, we're on that dry mode, still waiting for it to set up for the playoffs. All-Star game's coming up. I don't know much about it, but when we do get more information about it, we'll talk about it because we still have a few more things to get on. So I won't spend long on the NBA. I'll just say that. Celtics are still holding down the East. Raptors jumped in second now over Cleveland. Cleveland's third. Miami Heat is fourth. I'm surprised, even though others aren't, but I am. Uh, John Wall and the Wizards are fifth. Honestly, I know we usually go to eight, but I don't care about the rest of them teams right now. (laughs) So we're going to go to the West Coast. Warriors jumped over the Rockets because Rockets did have the best record over on the West. Now Golden State has the best record. So it goes Golden State, then um, Houston, Minnesota. Hey, Butler over there silently keeping the Timberwolves in third. With Kawhi, whenever he does play, holding Spurs in fourth. OKC still holding on. They in fifth, which I thought they was going to be out the race this year. Right. But they're in it, so that's good because I do want to see them boys at least make it second round. I mean, come on now. Talk to me. Right. Uh, Pelicans, you know, I'm a, big, I'm a big AD fan. I see him as pretty much the future 
of NBA. So I like to see Pelicans in that top race if DeMarcus stops being such a fucking kid. Um, but they're in the sixth right now. Then you got um, Blake over there with the uh, Clippers in seventh. So that's all I'll say on the NBA. Teddy, I know you, you, you talk basketball as well, so if you want to add to it, feel free. But again, being at the let me go ahead and add something first before you, man. Fuck Teddy, I do want to go ahead and give some acknowledgement right quick, man. Because uh, yeah, man, uh, it's like we had, like we predicted was gonna happen. Yeah, Cavaliers out here struggling. Mm-hmm. Yep. We said it. <laughs> yeah, and, and what they, I said when they got it, yeah, it was gonna take a while to get the chemistry built all over again. So now that they did win a game or two with them, or was it just no? Nah, they just won one game, one game then, with them. Yeah. Yeah, and then he, they, I think they're on their four game losing yep. streak right now. And now and they, they lost, lost la- and they lost last night to, to Golden State, State Warriors yeah, for the team. third, second well, or third LeBron time this season. Doing. They missed Kyrie. LeBron's still LeBron. Second time. LeBron's still LeBron. I see the last game he wasn't doing too hot, but he did okay versus um, Golden State last night. Last night, last night they actually were in the game. They kind of just yeah, let it go. They let it go in the fourth in the, quarter, exactly. like the last five minutes. Um, some yeah, I don't yeah. know, I don't know, but uh, what was going on with that? But do you think? Let me ask you: Do you think do they do they got what it takes to turn it around? Everybody's saying, well, remember, Schumper's not back. Man, that yeah. fool don't make no damn difference. <laughs> um, Schumper is just another body to let someone else rest. No offense, because I actually like Schumper. But, um, yeah, I do too. I um, think the only way go, um, Cleveland has a real, real good chance is if somebody gets hurt in Golden State again. So let me ask you about if they make a trade, uh, if they get rid of somebody to bring somebody else on. Uh, I, that's forget, what they need. I forget that they can do that. My question is who? Yeah. Give me, give me somebody. I mean, who are we talking? They got to taste DeAndre Jordan. They somebody make big. that deal they, they, happen. Exact, oh, that was a, that was. They, they got to make that deal happen. The thing is, they they don't have any defense. They have nobody on the nope. post who can so, defend. Nope, that hole is and wide hurting open them. all People, game long. Well, how many games has it been that they've been scored hundred points yeah. on the like season? All of the motherfuckers. Yeah, like they have no defense. Yeah. I mean, you watch it. It's almost like, damn, really? You just gonna let them just blow by? And everybody's so scared to get dunked on, they just let it happen. Exactly. Every time. Yeah. And I, I, it's That's funny. What I be saying. It was funny because I was looking at it as he was running back on in defense, and it was like, "Damn, it ain't even no reason for you to run back." Yeah, <laughs> just KD just, just jumped right over. What kind of roof for it? Because you know yeah, my yeah. height. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Nah, literally, shit. You know, shit. But literally, <laughs> I do want to say funny. one thing about it, man. Um, I know they're trying to get him back into the you no know, rotation as far as as a full starter and everything. But watching him last night, and, and I really haven't really watched too many of the games that he's been back. Because mm-hmm. I've been working for the most part, but watching him last night, he didn't look right to me. He looked a little hurt still, mm. and I don't know, man. Your boy, your boy is supposed to be coming back soon, so you think that'll uh, be Rose? Um, he'll have Rose. some big plays, but I don't think he'll be a factor either. Like nothing right now. What Cleveland says, like oh, I they said. they they something to watch out for. Like I said, Golden State has to just have horrible games. Someone got to get hurt again. Right now, their chemistry is natural as hell. Cleveland is forcing the shit out of their chemistry yeah. just to make it work. And there's too many personalities on that team, man. It's just too much going on on Cleveland. Do you think that Do you think that they probably would work better if they went back to the format that they had before IT came back? You mean with, with Wade starting? Well, they didn't have they didn't have Wade. So they, they had him still coming off the bench, but the format that they had was Brown running the point, and they had the long white. Well, I can't remember his name. They need Jr. to start scoring. Too. Well, actually, That's yes, yes, because that allows um, Braun to be first back on defense, and he's still their best fucking defender. Okay, you know, so it, I mean, that's. Like you said, no one's playing D. We know Golden State is just a running gun team, so you need someone to kind of halfway cherry pick. And if right. Bron's running the point, he's dishing. He's you know, illust- what do you call it? Uh, orchestrating the whole play, and he can be back on D. Okay. But if you letting him set up and you got him in the middle of all the action on the offense, ain't nobody rushing back. 
Kevin KD is too fucking long. He takes three steps, he's down the court already. Yep. And if you chase after him, what you think you're gonna do? Clay, Steph, boom, yeah. shot. But yeah. All right. Well, let me go ahead and uh, kind of wrap it up with. Uh, what? Hold on, one sec, Drake. Real quick, what? Go ahead. What do you think LeBron could do, Cam, to uh, pull it together? Like, you think he can lead the team, or he's gonna have to like showboat? Uh, I think it's just it, it's not the team. I mean, I mean, it's it's just like uh, to be honest with you, it's just like Tyrone Lou said, everybody has to put their agendas aside. Everybody's worried about next year right now. Everybody want to know if they're gonna be able to uh, get their max contract for next year. If they're gonna be able to stay with this team next year or whatever. Everybody's worried. It seems like everybody's not in it. They're worried about next year. In the game. If everybody just commit oh. to it right now and just like fuck it, we just gonna ball out. I ain't gonna let nobody beat my ass. And fuck it, get 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 a technical foul, get thrown out the game, elbow somebody. I don't care if they fight back, like like we seen them do in the past. Then shit, I think they could they could do it. But it's just everybody's worried about next year. Do you worried think they're gonna hurt. make the ship? Do they think they're gonna make the ship? I think they'll make it to the East. It's gonna be tough. Uh, it's gonna be tough to get through the East. To be honest with you, with that Boston man playing. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, but. To wrap up the NBA okay. news, I do kind of want to give some acknowledgement to something that me and Teddy was talking about last night. Did you hear about the uh, the Houston Rockets and LA Clippers game last night? <laughs> yeah, man. What the hell was that all about? Uh, go ahead and give your, 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 your backstory behind that, Teddy. <laughs> well, definitely. As you guys know, Chris Paul left um, these guys. In a, left the LA Clippers to uh, go to the Houston yeah, Rockets. Yeah, I forgot the names of the team. <laughs> left the Clippers to go to the Rockets, but mm-hmm. there's always been this tension. Yeah. There's always been this rumor about him, Doc Rivers, Austin Rivers, an Orlando native, mm-hmm. um, and Blake uh, Griffin um, beefing. And then last night, I believe it was him and uh, what's, what's this kid? Teresa? Uh, yeah, Ariza. Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza getting mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. And Austin Rivers. And some uh, reports have come out that after the game, there was, they rushed they the went, locker room. They rushed the locker room through some back door. So mm-hmm. we're all wondering <clears throat> how they knew about that back door. Mm. Oh, we ain't wondering. We know. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> CP was like, hey, nigga. Yeah. Nah, fuck them niggas. We finna go fuck them niggas yeah, up. So well, what they ended, get back there. What they ended up doing was, I can't. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but oh, Capella. They sent um, Capella to the front mm-hmm. to be a distraction. Oh, wow. <laughs> While Hart and CP3 and uh, Ariza went through the back yeah, <laughs> to yeah. the little seat side and just try to run up on the. Uh, that's hilarious, the man. So that's shit's <laughs> hilarious. On Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. On Martin Luther King. Can we all just To be honest around. with you, dog, I don't think the, them niggas want no problem with DeAndre Jordan. Blake no, Griffin, no. baby. But Blake Griffin, maybe, but not no DeAndre Jordan. They don't mm-hmm. want no problems with DeAndre, bro. I don't think, you know what? Doesn't DeAndre want to go to Houston? No, DeAndre wanted to go to Houston. Then they had begged him not to go to Houston. Mm-hmm. CP3 begged him not to go to Houston. And this nigga left. And then he came back. <laughs> and then he came back to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. He was in the oh. middle of a trade. <laughs> they actually <laughs> said something about CP3 thinking about it on before this whole ordeal about going back to uh, LA. Like, is he even a factor enough on Houston? To, uh, or should he just go back to the Clippers? Because well, I think they would take nah, him back. They, wasn't talking about they gotta stop switching out, man. They weren't talking about him going back to the Clippers because he made the comments that it's something wrong with the culture in LA mm. when he left. And he was like, Yeah, I don't want to be around that culture. That's the reason why okay. they had that beef. When they say the culture, they basically mean Team. they basically mean Blake Griffin, okay. uh, Doc, and Austin. Austin. The light skinned ones. Because Austin. All the light skinned guys. <laughs> think about it. This nigga's a hater, bro. They were all light skinned. That's got to gotta tell you a lot. That says a lot. It sounds anyway. like a fact. Thank you, Dre. Light skin cons- conspiracy over <laughs> there in damn, LA. It's a damn shame that this dark skin hate on light skin mm. niggas is still going on in 2018. Anyways, man. man. <laughs> 
that's it for sports right now, man. We're about to go ahead and wrap this thing up. I do want to go ahead and give a quick shout out to a couple different shows right okay. quick. Um, shout out to um, Black Lightning that's going to be starting on on CW. Black Lightning is a Marvel superhero uh, to be honest with you, I don't really. It, it don't look too good, but nope. we're gonna support black businesses. Yeah, we're gonna support, support black <laughs> I shows. For you to say that. Say. <laughs> I was gonna stay away, but I let you. We're gonna that's support that's black shows, too. so you're gonna go ahead and uh, at least give it a try. Um, shout out to uh, Grownish as well, oh, which a is a spinoff of uh, Blackish, and um, it's basically uh, just basically a daughter. I'm not sure her name anymore. It was it Zoe? When yeah, her, Zoe. It's basically the, a, a spinoff of Zoe's um, Zoe's college experience. Okay. Um, sharing Zoe's college experience. Um, I kind of like it a little bit. Um, I almost didn't like it because I thought it was a little too girly. Oh, but, uh, oh you watched it already? Yeah, I watched it. Okay, already. it came. It's it's on episode four, maybe. Oh damn. Week. Okay, I thought it was coming. I didn't know it was out. Yeah, it's on My episode bad. four this week. Um, but it's it, it's good. It kind of gives some college yeah. experiences. I well, think she's more... extremely intelligent, so I, I would like to hear if it wakes up. You know, yeah, it, it's waking up. It, it, but it, it's it's. I think it's more. I don't know. You check it out. I, right. I think it's more probably so a Peter. good show over fun. I think it's more so like PWI college experience than mm, anything. Gotcha. But like black people going to PWI more so than anything. But it it, it, it seems good. It's, start, it's starting to pick up. For don't me. know. It's starting to pick up for me. Is it's it funny or it's not meant to be? Um, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. I say it's funny. I like blackish more. Okay. I mean, because I like comedy and black yeah. is like, blackish like to make me laugh. But I think it's more so just like relatable as far as like college experience. Okay. I must admit, I have yet to really watch blackish. <sighs> I. Me too, a lot bro. Of, Straight, no, not you too, Blackish. A lot of people are like I could spend 15 minutes on why you need to go get your Blackish on, but uh, we don't have the time. Yeah. We oh, might God. make that episode called Blackish, but go ahead. Yeah, a lot of people actually uh, like feel like feel that way. A lot of people really didn't want to watch it the because name, of the name The name Blackish. solely discourage but, people. I mean, I get it. I love it, personally, but... Yeah, I, I um, mean, I like what I've seen so far. Yeah, it's, you know, it's Anthony real good, Anthony Anderson has some pretty good monologues that I really enjoy. They get better. Yeah, they do. And um, definitely... Dre, we trying to wrap this up. Man. What's up, bro? <laughs> What's up? I'm almost done with the wire. Go ahead. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so I have never really seen the wire. Bye, either. bro. Bye. We we no, all y'all niggas just need to kill y'all selves. We gonna trade y'all with the H and M team. Oh, oh, man. Fuck all that oh, shit. Man. Almost finished. Um, we gotta definitely give a big shout out to Black Panther, man. For yes. Being, um, the the, yep. the Marvel movie to sell the most pre-sale tickets in Marvel history. Yep. Um, I wanted to be the, the yep. to sell the most pre-sale that tickets part. in history. Period. period. Yeah, exactly. I wanted exactly. to sell out before it even go out. Even if the movie sucked, I want yeah. shit to sell out personally. Damn right. Um, when it come out? It comes out on February fourteenth. No, fifteenth. Excuse 15th. me. February fifteenth. Um, and I already got my pre-sale tickets. I don't Did know about y'all. Okay, I'm gonna grab mine. Y'all need to go ahead and get on, on that, that this weekend. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta see. It's happening. So. Yeah. And um. One last show that I wanted to give a shout out to is uh, my next guest with David Letterman. Teddy wanted to speak on that a little bit more. So then anything is dropped on Netflix. Okay. Uh, Friday, you said? It dropped last Friday, I believe. David Letterman is back. Okay. It's finally since he was fired off of his show, and mm-hmm. his first guest is Barack Obama. Whoa. So it's big time. You see oh, him shit. on there. Um, and then he, I believe he also... Um, Interviews John. Uh, oh man, I'm, I uh, forgot his name. <laughs> blank. blank. <laughs> I just went blank. Oh man, is he a politician? But, no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, yes, he's a congressman. But uh, he oh. marched with Martin Luther King okay. on Selma. Oh, well, you've seen him know. in his battles with Donald Trump. And why I can't remember his last name right you said now. John. It's for John. Uh, Don't worry about it. We'll come oh, back to we'll it. We'll come back yeah, to it. Okay. Go ahead. But <laughs> definitely a great show. You're gonna miss 
Obama after watching this. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I'm we already miss Obama, so I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> we already yeah, miss him, man. Shout out to Barack Obama. Okay. Shout out to Michelle. Shout out to Sasha. Shout out to Malia. Shout out to the Obama family. <laughs> and the Black you know. Dogs. John yeah. Lewis. John Sorry, Lewis. I had oh. to make sure I corrected myself, <laughs> and I apologize because he is a hero, and he is definitely, definitely someone definitely. important in our civil rights history. Okay. Definitely. Um, and yeah, man, so yeah, you know what time it is, man. It's time to go ahead and wrap this thing up with All your right. daily dose of the man's minute, brought to you by yours truly. Yeah. Even though we uh ladies and gentlemen, even though we just spoke about this H M situation, I had to dedicate my man's minute towards the subject. Um I just want to know one thing for all those people who keep asking me, hey, Anwar, are you gonna quit your job after the whole monkey shirt or ordeal? My one question to you is, um, are you going to pay my bills? So <laughs> it's it's so easy to say shit like, bro, how could you still work for them after seeing something like that? So I guess my question one is, again, are you going to pay my bills? And two, if we all quit our jobs after you know the first sign of racism, then all blacks will be unemployed because racism is everywhere. So how could you ask something like that, someone to quit their job because there was racism in the field that they work in? I don't know one black person that hasn't experienced racism some form or the other, in some form or the other, at work. So, again, <laughs> if we all quit our jobs at the first sign of racism, then we would all be fucking unemployed. So, that's what I just wanted to give to my man's minute for y'all who asked me if I'm going to quit my job. Find the nearest roof. Right. If we're going to do it, do jump. it together. <laughs> 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 Shit, y'all niggas ain't finna make me I know, right? See what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not even exactly. going up there. Right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. There it is, man. There it is with your man's minute, man. But mm-hmm. as always, man, this is the Locker Room Banner Podcast crew, man. Y'all can make sure y'all hit us up on Instagram and Facebook, uh, the Locker Room Banner Podcast show on Facebook. Uh, yeah, so time to go ahead and wrap it up with these social medias, man. Oh, before we go ahead and leave, I do want to say, Teddy, man, thank you for coming oh, through. Oh, yes, definitely. definitely. Thank, thank you, brother. Me. Man, you definitely showed us a lot mm-hmm. of information and shared a lot of information with us that we definitely needed. Oh, yeah, we're going to make him a regular. I can tell already. It feels good. So, I mean, he's kicking some yeah, shit we need, need to talk again, about brother. that we don't know. So thanks again, Teddy, for real. Definitely. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, you guys man. having me. I'm excited to come back. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. so go ahead and... Uh, Yes, say what you got to say to the people and then I'll wrap it up with your social media and all that good stuff. Definitely. I just want to tell everybody, listen, to be aware is to be alive. Go ahead and pay attention to what's going on around you. You can find me on Instagram, that guy Teddy. You're going to start seeing me posting little videos here and there, talking okay. my political senses here and my opinions, and I, I'm excited to show it to you guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah. Two, holla at the folk. Okay, no doubt. I'm going to go ahead and shut it down on my end. Y'all know this is me, and War Williams. You can find me on Instagram at andwarw underscore 357. That's A-N-W-A-R, the letter W underscore 357. And on Facebook, it's simply and War Williams. Dre? Thought it was Watt's turn. No, fool. I close it out. Go, Dre. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dre, a.k.a. Drizze, Dre, a.k.a. Black Privilege. Opportunity comes to those who create it. Nice book, Charlemagne. Thanks for the lesson. Find your boy on Instagram at just underscore Dre underscore LRB and on Twitter at I think Dre <laughs> underscore LRB. Holla. Yeah. I think <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Anyways man You know, already know who this is man This is your boy Watts Hit me up on both, on both Instagram and Twitter At Watts number four That's W-A-T-T-S Number four On both Instagram and Twitter And as always Make sure you hit up The Locker Room Banner Podcast Crew on both Instagram and Twitter At L-R-Banter 407 That's L-R-B-A-N-T-E-R 407 
and the Locker Room Banner Podcast show on Facebook. As always, from the Locker Room Banner Podcast crew, we out. Yeah. Listen twice. Listen twice. My niggas ain't never just touching me. You want to forget the play, don't go to force the shit. Kill the shit, four can start like a bushin'. Jumpin' babies in a mouth like an open. The jacket on your ass is gonna be unfortunate. Killin' that pussy like Dr. Kabuki. Back to my origin. Double Academy, Valedictorian. You drop the cash on it, whatever story. You're running alone. You're back to the future.